Hey everyone, it's uh, Finn here with the official SDGC here to talk about a little game called Ghost Runner. Um, this is my review for it for the official SDGC. Uh, you can follow me at, at Nola Nerdcast on the Twitters and whatnot, but let's just jump right into it because this is a game that as good as the demo was that we played at PAX East before the world all went to hell, um, it's somehow not only capitalized on that greatness, but excelled in it in almost every capacity. So I just want to kind of jump right into it. Um, so this is made by uh, One More Level and published by All In slash uh, 505 Games. The When it comes to like a new IP, especially like a smaller indie title that might not have the exposure or marketing reach as a AAA game, I've found... As reductive and cliche as it is, the easiest way to get across the concept is to just compare it to other stuff. Uh, and and I do it's it's really easy to find what games Ghost Runner has DNA of in its in its mix. And because Ghost Runner at its core is a first person action platforming game, uh, so you immediately get strong Mirror's Edge vibes. Uh, but it's the other games that it that it borrows from that it uh, gets. In, uh, influence from that might not be as readily apparent so there's some Dishonored in there there's uh, some Katana Zero uh, which I found in particularly intriguing because I'm a huge Katana Zero fan as well there's some Tetris Tetris make, makes an appearance in there somehow but uh, there's another game that just recently came out that I got strong vibes of and it was Disc Room and the Disc Room Katana Zero vibes are for the same reason and that's what I'll get into next, which is just the, the gameplay. It's a very aggressively difficult game, but in a way that always feels fair, which is such a hard tightrope to walk. Uh, and the Disc Room Katana Zero vibes come from the fact that a game like this, where you're expected to die anywhere from, no joke, 30 to 200 times in a level, uh, the barrier to retry is essentially nothing and that's what's so important like games like disc room uh even going so far back as like super meat boy where if you die a simple button press and you're back in the game there is no load there is no buffer to retry and that is so important you die you press a button you're already back in the action before i finish this sentence and that was so key because there were some sections that were difficult but in a way that you, it's just because you hadn't found the right path that worked for you yet. But every time you die, you just go, ah, one more try. And this game excels at the one more try mentality, which is rare in games. So a lot of times you can just be like, okay, I'm done for now. I'll come back to it. But this game, the controls are so buttery smooth and responsive. And... And in a game like this that involves so much precision, that's incredibly important. And so, so much of this game, it's it's half platforming, half action. And the platforming in a first-person game also is fairly difficult to nail down the feel and and the, the tightness and the accuracy well. Not all games do that, but Ghost Runner does it in spades. And you get it early on. There are good, there's, there's long sections where it's just platforming action. And then there's sections where the action uh, is coupled with the platforming. And unlike Mirror's Edge, which kind of, uh, I would say, the, the 
action and the fighting and the combat were a disservice to the overall game. In Ghost Runner, it's some of the more frustratingly fun parts of the game because just like in Katana Zero and other games like it, one hit and you die, one hit and they die. So it's always a race to see who can be the most maneuverable, who can deal out damage the fastest. And the the enemies are no joke. They have really good accuracy and they will take you down. There's nothing worse than that feeling when you've narrowed it down to the final enemy and he just gets the shot off because you hit the wrong button and you dodged in the wrong direction. But that's coupled with there's, there's a little moment when you take down the last enemy where this game slow-mos. And that's its way of letting you know that that was the final enemy of this section. And that might be one of the most satisfying feelings, especially after a, uh, a tough section, to see that slow-mo moment. I, in my stream of this game, I think I might have fist pumped about six times because of that exact feeling. Not, I didn't plan on. It. I was just like, yes, like it's it's just such a good feeling. And again, it comes down to the controls, which just feels so good. To, this game just feels good to play, and part of that is just the 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 controls, and part of it is how well the game runs. I do not have the world's best computer. I am in the process of upgrading, but in the meantime, as I wait for the mythical 3080 to appear in reality, I uh, I'm running a computer that was initially built when Witcher 3 was first announced. Just to give you a brief time frame, not released but announced. Um, and this game runs it beautifully, perfectly, with no hiccups, no crashes, no stutters. So props to whoever optimized this game. That's an engineering feat of uh, genius. The other thing I want to point out, or one of the other things, is uh, the plot. It's it's there. It exists. You have fallen off of... You wake up after f- being thrown off a tower. A voice is in your head, um, the architect, and he wants you to rescue him. And from there, you get thrown into a cyberpunk dystopian resistance versus corporation type of deal and the plot is is well delivered uh, i think the voice acting is strong but the plot is a it's a plus and minus it's it's it doesn't actively detract from the game but the plot tends to only really occur during the platforming sections and if you're playing the game there's a lot going on it's all about momentum you're running you're sliding down Uh, slopes you're running off walls you're grappling you're doing all kinds of stunts you're grinding on rails you're jumping up walls and the plot kind of gets lost in the wayside of that and so it's it's i can't really tell you what's going on i've picked up bits and pieces but i've been so focused on finishing this section and and performing the platforming properly that uh Sometimes I miss the plot. And so, but that's the risk reward, right? They could have done it through unskippable cutscenes, but that would have ruined the whole flow of the game. And it also, one thing I really liked is that it all goes back into the barriers of entry to retry the game because when you die, it does not repeat the dialogue that was going on in the section that you died in so other games every time you die they would be repeating the phrase again over and over in this game the, the dialogue just continues until it's done and then it's just you and the level until you beat it again and i thought that was a really cool touch because there's nothing worse than replaying a really tough section 
and having the same dialogue repeat ad nauseum like that just almost makes you want to not try again so props to them for that uh there are some light puzzle elements in this game that's part of where the tetris vibe comes from but what i really liked were uh the surprising upgrade system that also uses tetris like pieces in a grid that will grant you new abilities i think my personal favorite in the early game was the ability to reflect bullets back at an enemy there was just i died way too many times getting the timing right but there was something so satisfying about just taking out an enemy with their own shot oh it's just there's there's abilities for just finding out where collectibles are which i found really useful as a hundred percent completist type of person the enemy types uh, also scale up with you, which I thought was cool. Like the game does a very good job of always giving you something new, so the gameplay loop doesn't get stale. Like you start with just your basic wall jump, but then they are like, "And here's a grappling hook that would put Metroid Prime to shame." Like the grappling in this game is so satisfying that I feel if Metroid Prime Four does not crib this somehow, it'll be doing it a disservice. So that's how good the grappling feels in this game. And then you unlock grind rails and you unlock uh, new combat abilities in the upgrades. But also there's like four special abilities that utilize a recharge timer that are OP, but in a very fair way. Uh, the first one is like a blink thing that lets you take out a group of enemies in one quick slice. You gain the ability to like reflect back projectiles. There's all kinds of cool stuff you get to do. The enemies grow with you. Uh, so you're always feeling like you have a new challenge. First, there's like basic enemies with a pistol. Then you get this cool like shield generator thing. That So you have to take that out before you can even touch the enemies. You got enemies with machine guns. You get shielded enemies. There's lots of stuff. There's boss battles. There, oh man, I just... I could gush about this game for a long time. It's It's been a long time since I've just had so much fun pure gameplay wise i'm a big rpg fan i'm a big action adventure fan i like story in my games i'm all usually all about it for the plot but every now and then a game like ghost runner comes around where it's just the game itself is the draw and this is one of them it's so uh, smooth and it, it, it plays like a dream the feeling of when you chain together an entire segment's worth of platform and in one unending loop as you continue to gain momentum, just sliding, jumping, bouncing off walls, grappling your way up and down until you get to the next section and you nail it all at once, it's a sublime feeling. If When you clear out a room of enemies for the first time, it's a wonderful feeling. This game just keeps hitting you with that aha moment, that sense of achievement that balances its difficulty because the deaths never feel cheap sometimes they do when you're like you get shot from an enemy you didn't see but you learn from it you go okay now i know where that enemy is and now i'm going to try a different approach so i guess what it really comes down to is ghost runner is a hundred percent worth your time and what and if you have it on ps4 or xbox one they just announced that it's going to get free next gen upgrades which just makes a great game better uh, I don't even know what those upgrades would be. It already runs so so well. So, I mean, I'm excited to find out. I am 100% going to double dip on this. It's just that good. The game runs about, ah, depending on your ability, it could go anywhere from 8 to 12 hours. Uh, probably more if you want to collect all the collectibles. The game does a really nice job of letting you level jump so you don't have to replay entire sections if you don't need to. Uh 
end of the day though ghost runner is a hundred percent worth your time and i've loved my time with it so ghost runner gets a thumbs up sake bless from finn if i we don't really do scores but if i did this would be a nine plus game like it's just i love it very very much so cool 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 uh don't forget to check us out every thursday on our live show um keep an eye out for my finterviews where i interview people around the industry and that's about it remember it costs nothing to be kind and in today's world we need that more than ever so you guys have a great night we'll see you next time